I assure you that Howdy, folks. This is the Common Chaos Podcast. That was my Texas introduction. Howdy. Um, I'm saying y'all, too, and I don't like it. I've been here a little over two years. Um, I've been finally given in to half of the things Texas has to offer. Y'all is one of them. I'm really trying hard not to say it. I'm going to try real hard. It's loud. Try real hard not to um, not to overuse that 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 horrible word. They warned me too when I got here. They're like, just wait till you start saying y'all. It's gonna fucking, it's gonna come out of nowhere. And then you're gonna be like, yep, you're a Texan. And I'm like, nope, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. No, I'm not. And I'm saying it. Ah, Texas is a crazy place. It is a crazy place, but I'm gonna be home. I'm gonna be back in California here shortly in a couple of days. I'm excited. I'm excited I get to see my friends and my family. Uh, Yeah, gonna do a couple podcasts with people, gonna hang out, go to a rave, have a good time. Enjoy some vacation. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's having a great day. Hope everybody's having uh, a good week, good month, a good year. We're halfway through. It's crazy, man. We're going into August, over halfway through. Um, Years moved quick. There's been a lot that's happened, a lot that's gone on. And um, yeah, hopefully it's just getting better for everybody. And if not, make it better Um, because you definitely can. Hey, so this is the Common Chaos Podcast, your source for balance in your life little bit of chaos, a little bit of order. We're going to talk about it all. Um, I had a uh, return episode a couple weeks ago that I that I put up, uh, kind of reintroducing the product, reintroducing the podcast to people, to the audience. Um, and it was well received. I, I got a lot of feedback on it. And um, I thank you guys for tuning in and listening, even though I was on like a two-month little hiatus. But I pushed it back out there and people tuned back in and, and got back, right back on the train. Um, and I feel that I accomplished something because people are now saying, Hey, I like the message. I like the message. They're still asking some questions. So it's still developing. I still need to work out some tweaks, but people seem to be getting the overall message and that's to help people, uh, learn lessons and, uh, learn from other people's experiences so they can better manage what they're going through, manage their life, um, live a little bit happier, live with a little bit more of a positive attitude, a little bit more of a a pep in your step. Um, but also learning how to like accept the defeat that's going to come with it, accept the failures, accept the shortcomings and be able to just bounce back, um, effectively and, and not let it, um, take your life into some crazy downward spiral as it does. People experience these on the regular and they can be, they can be serious at times. Um, so yeah, I hope that, uh, whatever the show provides, it gives you a chance to kind of reset and realign yourself and hopefully you learn some things. And if not, then let me know and I'll make sure to make it more informative. Um, but right now it seems to be going well. And then I had my good buddy, Mike Padilla on, we did a podcast with him and talked about his project and what he's going, going through and all the great things he's experiencing. He did Warp Tour this year. Uh, he is his, he went back to, I guess, California and got bumped up in his, in his job, got a promotion. So that's awesome. Uh, he's also got some big moves with dead kid club coming up. Um, and yeah, that's that's awesome. So I'm glad we were able to get those two episodes out of the way. Um, we are bouncing back full effect now. I've got probably three or four episodes lined up that are going to be coming to you guys here pretty rapidly. 
Uh, some of those involve California. So while I'm out there, I'm going to be interviewing my friends, going to be talking to a couple different people. I'm going to be experiencing some things, documenting it through the, through, uh, the social medias and what have you and expanding this, this little reach that I've got right now. Um, which brings me to today's topic. I wanted to kind of touch a little bit more on the chaos and order aspect of the show and what I hope to provide for you guys and, and what, uh, what you guys can expect. And a lot of people have asked me where I've gotten this chaos order thing. And, uh, some people get the yin yang references. Some people get the, um, the, you know, the balance of good and evil references and, and, and people that are kind of in my realm know what I'm talking about. But, uh, Attracting those different people, attracting those outsiders and the 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 non fans or friends, um, attracting them is going to take a little bit of effort and a little bit of um, just simple sales tactics. Like I'm going to have to go out there and present this product to people and um, get them to want to tune in and, and and join this like progress movement that I'm trying to get started. Um, and a lot of people obviously ask that whole chaos and order message, like what what are, where does that come from? And one of the best examples that I can give is uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's probably uh, pretty well known as of right now, um, especially over the last couple of years, him being, um, him going through the controversies that he's that he's dealing with uh, up in Canada and basically being censored on all levels. Uh, he has a lot to say and he's got a lot of very logical things to talk about. Um, and so through his work, he's released a, a couple books. One of them are is called the 12 things everyone i'm going to get that right now for you guys because i have it pulled up 12 rules of life so this actually came out in january and through the book he basically gives you like a 12 step 12 things everybody should know for life essentially and and what um what is going to help you uh balance that chaos in your life so the book is called the 12 the 12 12 rules of life an antidote to chaos um and he he talks about how human beings live their life on this balance of chaos and order. Um, some people definitely have too much chaos and other people have too much order and that's an imbalance. And your goal is to embrace both. Like the goal of life is to embrace both and kind of ride that balance of the two. And that doesn't again necessarily mean that one has to, that they have to be 50% order, 50% chaos. Um, because the, uh, the, the substance behind the chaos can can be small but outweigh the amount of order you have in your life even if it's just one or two incidents like the closest thing i can think of is like a death in the family you could be um on top of the world and just dominating every facet of your life and then a loved one pass away unexpectedly um or even maybe you did see it coming and it just you just weren't prepared you weren't you know it wasn't well well planned or or there wasn't any type of process that allowed you to get your affairs in order prior to and it sends your life into this like downward spiral just because this this one incident. Um, again, you could have been 90% order, 10% chaos, not a lot going on. But then that one piece of, of that one circumstance flips everything around. Um, and he talks about being able to get through life effectively and and manage this this back and forth. Right. And that he goes into the foundation of a lot of uh, faiths and a lot of um you know, practices that people will go through to help them cope with this balance or to help them maintain this balance better. Uh, religion's a big one, you know, the, the sins, like those are cardinal rules that have essentially transcended generations. They get passed along. Um, and if you break like the, the, 
if you break the Ten Commandments down or if you look at the seven deadly sins or you you take faith across the board and break them down, they're essentially rules to life. They're essentially how to live a fulfilling, um, noble life, I guess you would say, a virtuous life. Um, When I think, uh, I think, I guess, virtues too, like having a a reason to be virtuous. When you're virtuous, you're able to manage all these different aspects of life in a way that one doesn't weigh too heavily. You have like this perfect maintaining balance, um, you know, and that, and that's a goal to, to I think for everybody is to live a virtuous life, something that is fulfilling and something that actually is, is um, with purpose and you're doing so in an honest and open way. Um, and the way he breaks it down, it just, it makes sense. I, I believe that there's this movement of, of, of revelation, I guess, in people. Like people are either their self-realization is coming through or they're having like these epiphanies where um, they're understanding how, they're, first of all, they're understanding what life is. Um, and I don't know if this necessarily comes with age and experience or if it comes with um just experiences in general like maybe you can be 20 years old and have that realization that hey you're just living this one life and you better be able to maintain uh position and maintain you know stay on top of everything and if you really want to get through it effectively you know and certain things are going to happen certain curveballs are going to come your way and how do you react how do you react to those how do you bounce back from the ones that knock you down how do you get up how do you recover how do you prepare yourself to not fall into the same situations or circumstances a second time um you know, there's all these little maintenance things that can be done uh, that can help people level out that balance. But then again, there may be one of those catastrophic events that happen that just completely takes you off guard or, or catches you off guard and, and, and takes you out of out of uh, your 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 stasis or your 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 uh, even your even keel that you have with this chaos and order. And um, I think when you have people like Jordan Peterson and uh, Sam Harris and these intellectuals, Rogan talks about it, and I'm not even necessarily calling Rogan an, in, an intellectual, but he's definitely along like that contrarian path. Um, you, there has to be something to, to, to pay attention to there. There's, there's substance behind there. If you're getting, you know, Aubrey Marcus recently released a book on how to basically just live a good day, like what you should do on the daily to make sure that you live your life effectively and you're handling your relationships effectively and your, um, you know, your interpersonal issues you're handling, you're handling effectively, you know, because once you're able to maintain every part of your life, your life as a whole should be maintained well, right? And you can allow for proper growth and it's just like getting into like a workout routine and, and hitting that stride. Um, when you have everybody just throwing out recipes and giving out uh, information on what it is to become more effective or how to become more effective, whether it be with mental health, physical health, uh, you know, uh, your intellectual well-being, you know, learning. Are you reading? Are you really learning new things? Are you really keeping your mind? Are you staying adaptive to the way that the world works and how things are changing? And are you really trying to maintain that, that, um, that self that is that is a part of a community that's a part of a, a, a an immediate like environment or a family or a cluster of people are you contributing are you are you a functioning member of society and i, I don't like saying that because i think that that has like this nine to five connotation or where you have to go and you have to contribute to working nine to five and being a slave and whatever 
Um, and for some people, that is. For some people, that's all that they want to do. For some, some people do just want to work nine to five and have a good job and have benefits and be able to take care of their family. Maybe people don't have passion projects or hobbies or side hustles that they're trying to achieve. Um, but either way, you still have to have that maintenance of life, right? That balance. And when you have all these people coming out and trying to show you the remedy or give you these, these steps or this process to do that, it says a lot. It says that there's probably a recognized issue with um, people not living like that well-balanced life. And my, my personal experience of, I guess, coming to terms with what a well-balanced life is, is like a work-life balance. I, you know, I, I do have my nine to five, my professional job and my career, I guess, as you'd say. And then I have my, my hobbies, my, pod, my projects, my passion projects that I like doing, um, this being one of them. Um, I have to be able to maintain the nine to five and make sure that's going healthily and that's on smooth ground in order for everything else to work effectively and vice versa. I have to make sure my home life's good. I have to make sure my projects are going good. I'm staying productive. Um, I'm staying communicative across the board. Uh, you know, a lot goes into to being able to maintain these different aspects of life and, um, I honestly think that that's what's going to be this next big movement, this next big um, like it thing that happens. You know, it's going to be people actively trying to uh, better themselves and progress in all facets of life. And there's definitely going to be some resistance and some obstruction. Um, I mean, I think we face that already as it is. Uh, not to sound like weird about it but I, I believe that you know social media plays a big impact on on people's lives and and uh i'm actually uh i'll get into that a little bit more um with another episode that i'm going to be doing here soon i plan on having my buddy uh trent back in here and we're going to talk about like social media because he's he's deep into that world um and does a lot of social media marketing and managing and um he is he's getting real deep and he kind of he has I think a good idea of what is going on like behind the scenes in that sense um, but ne regardless uh, social media plays a big impact into where people are getting distracted and why they're getting distracted um, you know the I had friends recently that kind of spoke on the same thing and they traveled overseas and they think that the entire like the way that American society and culture is based, like it's heavily based around advertising and marketing and sales and um, a very heavy like workload mixed with the um, opportunity for like vacation or the getaway that everybody deserves to have. Um, but even the way that that's like pitched and, and positioned to us here in the United States is different than other parts of the world. And uh, when people leave for a month or two and then they come back and they, they pick up on that and they notice that, they've got a lot to say about it. And I, it's, it's been kind of cool sitting back and talking to the, the friends of mine that have been out of the States and they're, they, they kind of come back with this, yeah, I plan on changing my lifestyle perspective. Uh, because they go over on vacation and they, they realize that you know maybe life isn't as high stress as it here is in the States. Maybe it's not as, as fast paced. And some people like that and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when you get when you when you get a different perspective just from being outside of the box for a little bit, 
um, it motivates people to come back inside the box and maybe change some things or maybe uh, make those 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 uh, those small habitual changes that lead to like bigger impacts. Um, and that's important. Where I'm going with that is um, I think that there's a lot of distractions that are going to try to restrict people from growing and that currently do restrict people from from trying to grow and get better. Um, and that's something that's developing. And I think the way around that is going to eventually change. And um, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. It's going to be kind of hard to get people to uh, really focus on becoming better versions of themselves, really focus on becoming a productive member of like your society and your immediate environment. Um, but it's also at the same time, uh, kind of fun to sit and watch, like, how are people going to react? How are people going to get through like this next maze that we're on? Um, so yeah, I, I, that's, that's something that, um, we're going to be touching on here shortly. Um, but the order and chaos is where that all stems from. Like there's definitely a balance that needs to be had with, uh, just the way that life is right now across the spectrum across the spectrum if you're in uh you know whether it be in the united states another country there's just this weird i don't know if it's like necessarily an energy um so i looked up i this is kind of a uh this goes into my next part so my next part i want to talk about attitudes attitudes and perception um i kind of touched a little bit on it in the last solo episode i did um and how really wanting to take that charge and really wanting to take that stance in your life where you're, you're bettering yourself, it, it, it's an attitude shift. It's a perception change that needs to happen. You have to first, um, you have to change your attitude, I think, outward, your attitude towards things in order for your perception to change and vice versa. I think you need to be maybe given a different perception through the unexpected or through like maybe that catastrophic event that you you witnessed or maybe being put in a in a tough situation you know uh that that the chaos pieces i think when chaos happens it forces people to change their perspective um and when there's not chaos everything's order uh you're allowed to kind of have that that uh, entitled attitude i guess or you're you're going to have that pre-programmed attitude that you've always had and when you're not being tested or challenged there's not going to be much that's going to change that. And I think that what that's what allows a lot of people to kind of fall in their ways. You know, they're just old timey. They're in their ways. You hear that a lot about older people or the older generation. Um, oh, they're stuck in their ways. So they're allowed to be like ignorantly racist and blah, blah. And like, no, that's not the case. Like they're stuck in their ways because they're not challenged as human beings to think any differently. Um, and you get that a lot with like with racism, like racism in older people in the older generations is... I, I believe um, it's there because nobody challenged it. And there is that that uh, that aura of, oh, they're stuck in their ways. We don't need to worry about them. And that can kind of be misconstrued towards everybody. Like, I think that people think that people aren't uh, adaptable or aren't willing to change their minds. And maybe that is, maybe that is the, I think if, I wonder if you were to do a poll, if you were to do a poll of people on the street, how likely do you think someone is to change their minds when given new evidence of something? Hmm. That's interesting. I'm sure there's people that won't change their mind. I'm sure there's people that are just stubborn out there and, um, refuse to see a different perspective in things or refuse to, uh, acknowledge someone else's place or uh, or information 
Um, but I think that ultimately comes down to attitude. When, when you're not challenged and when you're not put up against that test, it allows that kind of gross attitude to, to grow. Um, or it allows you at least to not think about having to look at things differently. Um, and that's not good. And so what, what kind of brought all this about was I, I think that there's like a weird energy going on right now in the world, not to sound mystical or woo-woo, um, but there is, man. There's just, you know, and I don't know if it's necessarily the fact that um, tragedies at the forefront of social media and you hear about every school shooting, you hear about every death, you hear about every tragedy, you hear about everything. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, which it very well could be now that information is um, far more easily accessible than ever before. Uh, it very well could be the fact that we're desensitized to a lot of the um, bigger things that are going on, the more tragic things that are going on. Um, and it's real easy for us to kind of just focus on if fucking Kylie Jenner is going to be a billionaire or whatever. Um, but with that being said, there's a, there's a definite like weird energy going on in the world right now. And I, I believe that the next step in human evolution, aside from like being merged with technology is finding like that next level of consciousness. And I don't mean like going full woke and just being like a weird alien, like, telepathically talking to people or anything like that but having that different um that different impulse or that different like i don't know i i feel that i i feel that there's going to be a big shift in um in just people's attitude towards life if that makes any sense but i also see a huge resistance of that happening and I don't know really how to explain it. And I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was I was saying, hey, if every if there could just be one formula to change like everybody's attitude to just be more positive or more forward thinking or more uh I don't want to say the word progressive, but if their attitude could change towards being more progressive in the sense that they're constantly trying to better themselves. Um and I use the word progressive a lot or progression. You know, you got to make progress. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not left wing by any means. I'm not a fucking progressive, like radical person by all or by any means. All I mean by that is that I believe people should strive to make progress. They should strive to become better. Um, you know, when you're a kid or a young adult, you want to grow up. You want to get better. You want to get faster when you're in the sports. You want to get better at the game that you're playing. You want to, you know, you want to beat that level, beat that boss. Um, that should be an attitude that I think people have towards life the entire time they're here. Um, and it's hard for people to kind of encapsulate that and, and uh, make sense of that. Uh, but I think that's the next movement. I think that's where this is all going. I think this, uh, hey, it's no longer about uh, being the most powerful uh, country in the world or, or being a part of the most powerful group or the most powerful side or... It's not about that anymore. It's about us all being on the same team and growing together so we can uh, get to the next planet and go to fucking Mars and wherever we're trying to go. I really hope that that's the next step in human evolution. Um, and I see that right now getting ready to kind of take off. And um, But I also see a lot of resistance, a lot of kickback. And I believe that in order for people to kind of get on that hype train, get on that, that, that progress mindset has a lot to do with attitude, has a lot to do with uh, with changing your perception, it has a lot to do with you 
being honest with yourself and really digging deep and saying, hey, uh, these are the things that I want to change about my life. These are the things that I want to do for the better. These are the things that I want to cut out and get rid of. And these are the things that I'm going to try to do to make sure that I'm becoming something better every single day. Now, of course, not everybody's going to have that mindset. I get it. You can't get everybody into that headspace and want to think that way because that's just not how life works, right? Um, but there should be this like underlining, um, this underlining understanding that you are just on this fucking one ride called life and everybody lives it differently. How is yours going to be effective? How is yours going to be of purpose? How is yours going to be of Um, are you going to set an example? Are you going to, everybody's going to make mistakes and everybody's going to get those weird one-off, you're not even one-off experiences, but everybody's going to go down some dark places, some more than others. Are you doing so with the intent to get out on the other side with a different perspective? Are you doing so because you battle, um, you know, with some demons or because you are really trying to challenge yourself and get better? Or are you doing so because that's uh, how you were brought up, how you were raised, how you were taught, how you were, um, your environment when you were brought up? If it's the former, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, that's stupid. And I get it. Some people go down fucking rabbit holes to challenge themselves and to test themselves. And then that's fine. If that's what you really want to do, then do so with the forethought that you are going to you're doing it to grow in whatever way it is, right? If you want to party for fucking five years because you got money and you can party for fucking five years, cool. I hope you're doing that with the intent that you're going to get out on the other side and continue to have like a decent life, right? If you are one of those people that fall into the to the ladder where you're, you don't know any better, you, br- you are brought up in a shitty environment, you are brought up with the wrong mentors and the wrong people around you and you were never given that opportunity or that chance, uh, then... There's a definite alternate, alternative route that you can take. And that alternative route is just sometimes digging deep and asking yourself those tough questions, being honest with yourself and really saying, hey, what is it that I want out of this, out of what I'm doing right now? Um, and you, you see this with a lot of people that suffer from addiction. I, ha- I have my entire family is, has been hit with the addiction bug to some degree or another. Um, and... It may not necessarily be substance addiction, but it's an addiction to something, whether it be, uh, you know, some sort of chemical reaction in the brain, some sort of uh, dopamine being triggered, some sort of uh, dependency. There's there's the the possibility for my family to get addicted to stuff real quick. It's there, and um, that's the first thing they teach you is, hey, find a purpose, find a reason as to why you want to get out of this, find a reason as to why you want to make a change in your life, make a difference. And a lot of times 12-step programs, it's God. A lot of times it's a higher power, you're surrendering yourself. To me, that higher power, that God, whatever you are that you're surrendering yourself, surrendering yourself to, that can be you. That can be that like ideal version of yourself that you want to become, that you want to put out there uh, on the stage for the whole world to see. And I don't know if that's necessarily a perspective that they go at those 12-step programs with, but that's something that I truly believe. I believe that if you can find that, like, not inner child, but that inner being, that inner self that you have that knows what is 
what is possible and what the potential is and what you really could achieve and what you really do want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. You're that honest breakdown of yourself and your being and why you're here and what you're going to do with your time that you are here. That can be that God that you like surrender yourself to. Um, and even, and if that is the case, then why not? Why not go in there and say, Hey, I'm going to be the best version that I can be of myself. I'm going to live up to that, that image of myself that I have in my head. Uh, it's definitely possible. And I think that that is going to coincide with this new, like forward thinking progress movement. Um, and it's going to cause a lot of people to, to panic and to try and fail. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be defeated in the process because anybody that preaches about, uh, how to live an effective life or that talks about the motivation and the inspiration and the hard work and the effort that goes into, uh, constantly being energized and constantly going out there and being a go-getter, they all talk about their failures. And uh, to have like a, to have everybody, all 7 billion people on the planet to go through this weird attitude shift, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's something, man. It, and I feel it. I feel it coming. I don't know. It's, it's this weird, this weird vibe I get. Um, and it might be because I deal with people on a regular basis. I see yeah, and that's what kind of gets me jacked to come in here and talk about how like good people are and how positive people can be, but also how shitty people are and how shitty people can be. And, you know, hey, you can be um, you can be neurotic to a degree, sidebarring a little bit, but not getting too far off topic. The, the big five personality traits. OK, there's a there's a for those that aren't aware of it. Uh, there's the big five personality traits, and neuroticism is one of them. Let me have them. I have them. I have them here. I'm currently in a psychology class too, so I'm going deep on like how the brain has evolved over years and uh, where attitudes and perceptions manifest themselves, and how a lot of time, or not a lot of times, but how they believe that our the current state of like how humans perceive things and how we develop our attitudes is off of thousands and thousands of years of like predisposed uh just incidents and uh reactions like the fact that we fall asleep and like jerk when we're like falling off a tree like that was apparently us living up in the trees when we were monkey men you know and we would fall and like that's the that's that reaction that we get uh, i also just read in for my class actually that when you startle somebody that's not like an emotional response that's just a reaction that our our bodies have developed over years and years and years of evolution because of all the shit that we've been through so going down like i'm like five or six chapters deep in the psychology book and the big five personality traits is something that i just came across and it is um without a doubt like i didn't understand what it was or what what essentially makes people think that this is like the higher self so they call these the big five personality traits or the the personality traits of the higher self and it's openness conscientiousness extroversion agreeableness and neuroticism uh the balance ironically enough of each of those is what is considered to be uh, the determining factors of people's success, um, their likelihood to influence people, their likelihood to work well in teams. Like they have dialed down these five different personality traits and how well they are balanced. And according to science, 
uh, if you're able to balance these five traits, you are um, likely to achieve more success and more, um, I guess, I guess a more fulfilling life um, if you can balance these five things out. And I'll just go through them real quick to um, kind of give you, so the overview of them, it's openness to experience. Uh, so openness is a general appreciation for art, emotion, adventure, unusual ideas, imagination, curiosity, and variety of experience. People who are open to experience are intellectually curious, open to emotion, sensitive to beauty, and willing to try new things. They tend to be, when compared to closed people, closed off people, more creative and more aware of their feelings. They are more likely to hold unconventional beliefs. Um, so yes, that would be the openness personality trait. Conscientiousness. Conscientiousness is a tendency to display self-discipline, art dutifully, and strive for achievement against measures or outside expectations. It is related to the way in which people control, regulate, and direct their impulses. High scores on conscientiousness indicate a preference for planned rather than spontaneous behavior. The average level of conscientiousness rises among young adults and then declines among older adults. Okay, there you go. Extroversion. Extroversion is extroversion is okay. I'm gonna start over. Extroversion is characterized by breadth of activities, surgency from external activities, situations, and energy creation from external means. The trait is marked by pronounced engagement with the external world. Extroverts enjoy interacting with people and are often perceived as full of energy. They tend to be enthusiastic, action-oriented. They possess high group visibility. They like to talk and assert themselves. Uh, introverts, obviously, on the other hand, are very uh, personal. Uh, don't necessarily—they're not the outgoing, uh, center of attention type people. They're more closed off, uh, better listeners, things like that. Uh, agreeableness: the agreeableness trait reflects individual differences and general concern for social harmony. Agreeable individuals value getting along with others. They are generally considerate, kind, generous, trusting, trustworthy, and helpful. Uh, they are willing to compromise their, compromise their interest with others. Agreeable people have an optimistic view of human nature. Okay? And then neuroticism. Now, neurotic, when you think of people being neurotic, I was always under the impression that it had negative connotations. Um, I knew that it was very, like, uh, I, I knew that there's a sense of, like, pride that comes with neurotic, being neurotic. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what went into neuroticism and why it would be considered one of the um, big five personality traits. Uh, so neuroticism is the tendency to experience negative emotions such as anger, anxiety, or depression. It is sometimes called emotional instability or is reversed and referred to as emotional stability. According to Ezenik's theory of personality, neuroticism is interlinked with low tolerance for stress or averse stimuli. Um, and so his name is Hans Ezernick. Uh, or Isenck, it's E-Y-S-E-N-C-K. Uh, but anyways, he was a psychologist, and he was actually the psychologist that I was learning about in my textbook when I came across all this, and he essentially um, characterized neuroticism and its uh, impact on, um, on long-term health in people. And he did a study with like 2,000-plus girls, 2,000-plus guys, and he did a study on their attitudes and behaviors and how likely they were to be, those attitudes and behaviors were likely to be correlated with like heart disease or congenitive heart failure or something like crazy like that, like some heart-related disease. Stress, and it makes sense, stress, anxiety, all those like high, where your body's constantly tense and you're not able to relax and just flow. It makes sense that that 
uh, those character traits would be related to like long-term health issues. Um, but furthermore, going into this, neuroticism is a classic temperament trait that has been studied in temperament researches for decades, research for decades before it was adapted by the FFM. Since main properties of temperament traits are stability in lifetime and in, and its neurophysiological basis, the FFM researchers use their properties of neuroticism to support their model. Those who score high in neuroticism are emotionally reactive and vulnerable to stress. They also tend to be flippant in the way they express emotion. They are more likely to interpret ordinary, situation, ordinary situations as threatening and minor frustrations as hopelessly difficult. Their negative emotional reactions tend to persist for unusually long periods of time, which means they are often in a bad mood. For instance, neuroticism is connected to a pessimistic approach toward work, confidence, and other things that impede personal relationships and apparent, anxi and apparent anxiety linked with labor and work. Uh, so basically, out of the five, if there's one of them that's got kind of like this negative connotation to it, it's neuroticism, right? At least that's what, that's what I take away from this. Um, but as in, in the big picture, in the big picture, you want to be able, as you look back at these five big personality traits, it makes sense, at least to me, that you want to be able to manage each of those, balance each of them. I mean, you don't want to be too agreeable. It says that if you're too agreeable, you can often lead to being gullible, uh, being put in unfavorable situations, and eventually lead to being less assertive, okay? Um, when you're going back to openness to experience, uh, on like the low end of openness to experience, you're more likely to agree to things but on your terms and assert yourself more into situations that you're either uh, being engaged in or being engaged with or being included in so necessarily like they're not your ideas but you're maybe hey do you want to tag along for the movie that we're going to today yeah sure but and you're able to kind of make sure like hey is it this time am i going to be is it okay for me am i going to be able to adapt it to this situation or am i like impeding or am i intruding on people and am i um you know am i uh, inconveniencing them or what have you. So as you go through each of these five traits, the understanding and the the acknowledgement that you balance in each of these is very, very important. It makes me step back and go, oh shit, that, that solidifies what everybody out there is saying. Like this chaos order balance, this, this being able to manage your life so it doesn't sway too far in one direction so you can ride that wave as as smoothly as possible and you know as the next wave begins to crest and you want to keep going you want to get closer to the shore you're able to hop onto that wave and as the next wave starts to crest and the one you're on starts to die out you're able to hop onto that one you're able to keep going all the way into shore and have like that perfect ride right that's the goal does that happen for everybody absolutely not is it possible yes absolutely to certain degrees, okay, not everybody can be as big as Kanye and break records and be as big as Drake or be as successful as Elon Musk or as innovative as him or what have you. Not, not everybody gets to reach those real high peaks, but I think those are all fake peaks anyways. Those are peaks that are set by social standards and other things that are going on right now, and that's another topic. Uh, but to be your best personally and to achieve your best personal success or your highest personal potential that is definitely attainable and i believe that it is attainable through the effective balance of chaos and order and that is my rant um i i i'm surprised because i i, I thought that i was gonna 
trail off too far during this this discussion and um and i stayed pretty on topic and i'm pretty proud of it um but yes i believe that two main ways that you can help manage your balance of uh of chaos and order in your life is adjusting your attitude and uh adjusting your perception and again i believe that your outward attitude your attitude towards things the way that you uh present your energy and present yourself towards situations and people that needs to be tweaked in order for your perception to be tweaked um again unless you're hit with those situations that force you to change your perspective but those aren't always the easiest and those aren't always the the nicest um but it's definitely manageable, and I, I I encourage you guys all after listening to this, if you got anything from it, to to check your attitude, um, cause cause it it's it's needed. I do. I try to as often as I can, um, and it's definitely got me a little bit happier. Uh, I don't necessarily know if uh, if I mean, there's not really a scale that I'm comparing myself to, so I'm not gonna say I don't know if I'm passing or failing, but I know that I'm learning a lot. And something that I had to do recently, uh, a personal example of, I guess, an attitude adjustment, if you will, was I um, I recently just decided that I was going to not talk a whole lot, as ironic as that may sound. I'm not going to talk. Uh, I, I have a problem of interrupting people. Um, I always like to be the fucking loudest one at the party and tell the story and, you know, be the center of attention. And that's something that um, I've known for a long time. And I don't think that that's always the best attitude to have. And I definitely need to approach more of like the student role. I definitely need to sit back and listen more and pay attention to the details and pay attention, be in the moment and listen to what is actually going on and make sure that I have the proper perception about it um, and that I'm perceiving things the right way. Or if I feel funny about the way that I'm perceiving something, why? Why am I feeling that way? Um, I don't think people are willing to look inward and, and really, uh, question themselves like that. Um, but for me, it has worked. And again, you got to kind of knock down that funny ego wall that doesn't want you to have that conversation with yourself in the shower. Um, maybe smoke a little bowl, maybe get, get kind of high and be alone and, and whatever, relax, do some yoga, but talk to yourself and check your attitude. Uh, cause it, it, if you, if you do so with the right intentions, you're going to be a little bit, um, you, you'll notice that you'll be happier. I think it's worked with me. Um, and yeah, I think that that's one of the first lessons that I wanted to share now that I've reintroduced the show. Um, something for everybody out there to think about attitude and perception. Um, if you guys have any comments on attitude or perception, or if you want to give me your two cents, tell me what you think about it. Tell me what you thought about me and my explanation of attitude and perception. Uh, then let me know, thecommonchaos at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and leave me your comments, concerns, questions. Let me know what you think about the show. Um, and yeah, say what's up. I like talking to people. I like having conversations. Obviously, that's why I'm here. Um, commonchaos.net for uh, merch. I have merch up there. We've got Michael Zambroda's blood and oil design. It's the Indian headdress design that just went up. We have the Woke Classic t-shirt. We've got the Spark tank top there up there. Um, got some stickers up there as well. I will have some merch with me in California. If anybody listening that's in California wants some merch, I will have some small amounts. So let me know. Get at me if you can first before I go out there. Um, but yeah, I'll have some merch with me if you want to pick some up. Um, if you're in California and listening to this and you want to hang out, get at me. Let's do it. Uh, I'm looking for a couple open mic nights. 
Um, I'm also looking for some jujitsu, so I'll probably be rolling while I'm down there. I've got hard summer, baby. Yep, this coming weekend, uh, the 4th and 5th, I will be at hard summer in Los in Fontana, California with my boy JJ. Um, we did the Essence of Partying episodes last year. We're going to be doing, it, doing them again. Uh, I'll be with him for two days, so we're going to be raging balls at hard, hard summer, uh, seeing some awesome bands. I've got a podcast with him coming up. I have a podcast with my good friend Brent Nixon coming up as well. Uh, Brent is a veteran uh, in the military, in the army. Uh, he served for four years, went over to Iraq, did his duty, did his tour, uh, went through some shit, went through the ringer, has come back, has taken on politics and law and a whole other slew of avenues. Um, and he's got a lot going on in his life, so he's going to be on the show as well. We're going to talk about... Um, going to talk a little bit about us and our past and how much we've grown from being kids in high school, being a bunch of jerk-offs, uh, to being citizens of the world now. Uh, and he's been through a lot and has a lot to share with people and has some great ideas and opinions. So I can't wait to have him on. Um, and then my buddy, Andrew, my buddy, Andrew Ramirez, one of my, uh, buddies that I used to train with back in California, one of my best friends, my brother, um, me and him have been friends for a real long time. And if there's anybody that is in my close knit group, there's, uh, there's a couple people that I'm really proud of that have uh, grown exponentially over the last three or four years in their own personal development uh, and their professional development. And uh, Andrew is one of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have him on. Uh, he has a lot to say. He's very uh, opinionated individual, very open. His openness personality trait is second to none. And uh, he's an awesome guy and he's got a lot to share too. So, and we're probably going to talk fights and a bunch of other nonsense. So yeah. Got a couple guests coming up for you guys. I will be back in Austin, Texas next week. Um, I plan on having my good brand, my good uh, friend Trent Knox back in the studio with me. Um, and then also my buddy Alex Assad, who does the Working Class Violence podcast with me, um, the MMA podcast. Uh, he will be in the studio as well. So, yeah, I will be in California documenting the whole thing over the social medias. Give me a follow on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, the Common Chaos. You can also follow me on Facebook, The Common Chaos Podcast. Um, again, commonchaos.net for all your needs. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, by the time you hear this, I will probably be in California living it up in the sun and hopefully not burning alive. So, yeah. Love you guys. Bye.